this is the first time that uh, we've been together since uh, since since the elections, yep. since the, since the primaries. Right. State convention, I think. State con well, state yeah, state convention, all of us. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> a lot has happened. <clears throat> Obviously, we've got a lot to talk about. And by the way, you can find this live. Uh, you've got it on We Are the People Radio. Uh, what are your platforms? Are you, guys, are you pushing it out? Yeah, mine's on Badger for Utah Facebook page. If you go to Find Badger for Utah Facebook page, we're going to be uh, sharing it live there. Uh, we will eventually have it up on uh, Spotify, um, Podbeam, on all, all of the major po podcast stations under We Are The People Radio. Uh, Gunners, Gunner, where do you want to have it at? I mean... I'm going to share it to every uh, to Facebook right now. Um, but, yeah, if you just type in my name, Gunnar Thorderson, it pops up, G-U-N-N-A-R. On um, Facebook. Yep, on Facebook. That's where I'm going to share it now. <clears throat> I can figure this out. So we're going to, uh, while they're working on that, I will tell you this. We're going to raise some hell today. Yeah. We're, uh, everyone's, uh, you know, everyone's a little ticked off. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot happening in Utah. We're going to talk about... Um, we're going to talk about Brazil, what's going on there, why it matters to Utah. We're going to talk about the Utah flag, um, what they're trying to change there. We're going to talk about uh, all the, the billboard campaign, uh, Utah, and, and uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen that, Andy, but... Uh, oh, it drives, I just saw it drove past it coming up here. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Why is the state government running propaganda telling you to take the COVID booster? And they say every two months, after two months on the billboard. And there's no age qualification on this either, right? Yeah. So they're saying everyone should take it. If you're above five years old, say you're a six-year-old healthy male with already COVID immunity, they want you to take a COVID booster every two months. This is the Utah government pushing this propaganda. Well, well, and spending our money. Yeah. Spending our money to push the propaganda. When, and, and, and especially, to me, that's criminal when right now what they're finding is the majority of COVID deaths are people who are vaccinated. Yeah, you know, when we were up at the Capitol, Andrew, for the U Utah Parents United, I remember we spoke with President Stuart Adams. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one lady was in the crowd and she's like, why aren't we talking about therapeutics? Why aren't we talking about, you know, vitamin regimens, like how we can help people? And he goes, no, 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 look, 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 before we, you know, start this, all this crazy talk, I don't know if you use those words exactly, but he goes, we're, we're pushing the vaccine, that's the number one thing, but... We want to talk about the monoclonal antibodies and and i was proud of the work that he did on that but it was like i got this immediate vibe that like from the very top they were like look we can only talk about vaccines and for me to even be talking about monoclonal antibodies like i'm going out on a limb here guys like i you know this is some i'm spending some major political capital here to talk about these monoclonal antibodies and and how dare we even mention vitamins or therapeutics or yeah. anything other than the, the vaccine that needs to be number one and so and now you look in retrospect it, you know it's like we were vindicated and these people in power uh you know the ihc uh they wouldn't even let uh, you know anybody do anything other than it was vaccine or or die basically right right so well no um, i mean my fiance she can't travel to the u.s because of the vaccine requirement we still have like it's absolutely insane but let's talk about florida the surgeon well, general of florida said young men should not be getting the covid booster so why is the science different in florida than it is in utah why right. is the utah government pushing this nonsense you know after everything we know and look i would be sympathetic if they want to say if you're over 65 you know here's a booster or whatever do what you want 
but to push it on everybody and, and then non stop. Like how stop. many billboards? Right. I was watching the World Cup. They have soccer ads. I don't even want to know how much those ads are costing to push like a goalie, you know, blocking a soccer ball, saying "Get your COVID booster." This is Utah State Wait, government. Are you serious? Yeah, they were running TV ads that you get on the yeah you get on the freeway. You're seeing every other billboard saying "Get your booster," and they're running like this psyop campaign. Right? Remember the summer? It was like. Oh, you want to get a tan and look good? Get your booster. You want to have a happy Thanksgiving with your family? Get your booster. And it's just, and then they have the nerve again to put every two months up there. You know, yeah. this is the vaccine now. It's two I, months. I think what it shows is that our state is much more in the hands or in the pocket of big pharma than oh, all these yeah. other states. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get into you know when we get into elections because we're that's going to be I think the biggest thing we're talking about today is elections, um, <clears throat> election integrity, but. How much is Big Pharma putting into the in, into the pockets of our politicians? Oh, look at their donations! Bro. Every representative no. in Utah, including the guy I get ran against, Blake yeah. Moore, is getting ten thousand dollar checks from Big Pharma. All the Who way do you think yeah. they're going to serve? Do you think they're going to serve the people, or do you think they're going to serve Big Pharma? Well, yeah. that, that's the point right there. <laughs> yeah. Look, is people in Utah don't donate to political campaigns? No, they don't. Yeah. Um, and so when 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 you've got when you've got these, you know, big pharma corporations or, or even if it's like the IHC president of Utah, you know, these local chapter affiliates of these of the medical community and they're writing these checks for I mean, guys, it could be five thousand dollars, you know, to, which to them is nothing. Yeah, it's but, nothing. To but them. but when that is ranking as the number one donation on a state representative here in Utah's, you know, uh, listing of campaign donations. Well, then when they make the phone call, hey, we got this big pharma bill that's going to give us, you know, full power and authority over everybody and force these vaccines on everybody. How do you think they're going to vote? Yeah. And so we have a problem here where it, it's not it's not that hard to buy off a Utah politician. No, it, it's not. And, and, I, and my concern is most of them seem to be bought off. Let's do this, though. I want to give a proper introduction to you guys because uh, – you know, not of all, not all of our listeners. They should all know you, but they may not. So let's let's start with a proper introduction. Uh, Gunner, <clears throat> tell us tell our uh, listeners a little bit about you. You've got. I actually want to little, know a little more as your story too, because all I know is you've got like a massive social media <laughs> following. Yeah. Like wow. you're, you're, you've been in, you've crushed it as an influencer. Uh, you have a, a, a lot of people follow you. You have a huge level of influence here in Utah and, and nationally. Um, I know you do a lot with Turning Point USA, yeah. is that right? So tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so uh, I don't know where to start, but in college, I was sort of discovered by Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, uh, when they were just starting out. I mean, this the, this thing at the, at the time was, you know, being run out of a small garage in Illinois, and um, there was like 20 staff members, and they were looking for uh, state directors to run their operations in each state. And so I, I was sort of, I don't even know how I was found, honestly. They came to me and, and said, hey, you know, uh, we need somebody to run our Utah division. And, and I was like in, you know, a sophomore in college. So I was pretty fresh, but had no, nothing really else going on. So I said, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Um, so I, you were already politically motivated, or how did that? How did they even connect? Yeah. So with you? before that, I was a little involved with Young Americans for Liberty. So yeah. I was uh, definitely on the political spectrum. I was more libertarian before yeah. I came on with Turning Point. Um, and so I had gone to a, a couple of these YAO conferences. Um, I was actually linked in with a couple other people here in Utah who were also 
um, involved in those communities and stuff. And and it wasn't until I got on with Turning Point USA that I really started to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm not an anarchist. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit more you know conservative than I than I've you know. Have you been aware of? And I think it was just kind of being in those circles and hearing that rhetoric all the time that I was like, oh, okay, wow. Actually, I think there is a need, you know, to protect our rights and use the government to to protect those rights. Because if not, then you sort of just fall into, you know, communism taking over yeah. because it's the left who's going to weaponize the government. Yeah, and exactly. if we're if we're just out of the game because we're like, oh, we hate the government, yeah. <laughs> then we lose. Yeah. Right. And I think I started to see it more of like, wow, this is actually a chess game and we're losing badly to the left who Saul Alinsky, Rules for Radicals, has been winning for decades. Yeah. And Long march through our institutions. And so I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to be part of this group that's just kind of like, we tap out, you know. Just real quick, libertarianism, it's eat, drink, and be merry for one generation. 100%. You can do libertarianism, but it lasts one generation, yeah. right? Conservatism yeah. is about how do we transfer this across generations? How do you conserve? And I think there's a lot of libertarians that are along those lines, too. I think the Libertarian Party's interesting because it, it has a pretty wide spectrum on one end you have the anarchist which yeah. you know which is not as crazy as it actually seems because uh, they they do there's actually it's interesting when you sit down and have a real conversation because there's some logic to them uh and the other and there's the uber conservative ron pauls rand pauls right, that yeah. are more conservative than than most republicans by far mm. uh, who are against abortion who are you know and in fact the republic or the libertarian party actually came out and formally said that their their platform is now against abortion so they have a wow. very a very conservative side too but mm-hmm. but then they again they, they have a which is yeah huge the hardcore spectrum. libertarians i mean you can't even have a conversation i mean they want open borders they want yeah. i'm like well you want china buying up all of our farmland yeah it's a free market well a china's not a free market right, right. it's a communist state driven thing and then you're like well you want the farm next to be bought up by iran like yeah. there's obviously well, <laughs> but here's the thing Here, i don't want to get a conspiracy theorist but we have libertarian candidates running and who do they draw votes from right conservatives right. is there any equivalent of that on the left i mean do, when we had these senate races in arizona and georgia we were losing a hundred thousand votes no to but, the libertarian. but it, yeah like, no, i see what you're saying like what, they're splitting you know, the vote you're saying you don't see that on the left you yeah here's my concern though so what what happens then this and, mm-hmm. and, I, and now we're getting away from our yeah, introductions now we're getting <laughs> our introductions but, but here's yeah. the real question what happens when the republican party is not a viable party no, that's true that's true yeah I th- yeah, and any any party really is, as you're seeing with the with the left right now, can devolve into something that you know. I I, f- I would feel no common sense person would want to you know throw their support behind. But now, it's weird because you're seeing this realignment where the left they they're now adopting candidates that are just sort of placeholders. Yeah. They don't even care. They don't care who the candidate who is. the candidate is. It's all. I mean, about, look at Fetterman. Yeah, exactly. Fetterman. And, and, and that's Biden. a whole other thing we can <laughs> yeah. talk about. Um, be, because it really that's that's what needs to motivate our strategy moving forward for elections. Because if the left is willing to basically support, I mean, let's let's bring it to its extreme. You know, somebody who's literally in a coma on their deathbed. But they're that's better running, that's better <laughs> like, right? they're running our country that. like the left would vote that person in or even a dead man. Yeah. And then just be like, oh, yeah, we'll do a special election and vote for whoever. We don't care. We just want power and we're willing to do whatever we need to. But they show up. That's the difference. They show up for those candidates. Whereas us, it's like, oh, unless our candidate quality yeah. is through the roof, yeah. unless we have a perfect candidate, then we're just going to stay home and we're not going to we're not going to come play and, and, and actually show up. Well, to vote. Okay, but I also think if we have 
fair elections. We don't have mail-in voting. Um, <clears throat> we have we have red waves. Oh, we take control no of the Republican Party. Yeah, I, I think if our elections are secure, we 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 still, in especially a year like this, there's no way there is no way in hell. With gas prices, with inflation, with yeah, with with everything going on right now, there there's no way there was not a legitimate red wave. There's no way that people were not with Biden as president. The problem is, in even in Utah, the red wave got shut down yeah. with mail-in voting. With because yeah. mail-in voting opens it up to the average ignorant person who masses. doesn't to yeah. the masses the who don't pay attention, <laughs> who only pay attention to a name they recognize or a yeah. letter. But but let's we're gonna we are let's gonna obviously there's some passion on this we're gonna come back to this but come back to you to let's yeah finish so with let, your, I'll, I'll, your I'll just wrap it up in 30 seconds so <laughs> Turning Point USA kind of built my following with them uh, they took me on a national tour I went to all these events and and met people all around the country built a national sort of brand for myself as as a conservative you know leader and was it was with them for years still to this day uh, I'm an ambassador for them so go to their events and and sort of represent them on a national level. Um, but on the side, you know, just starting my own businesses and, and sort of just developing, you know, and, and growing my family, um, have just sort of on the side, my wife's an influencer. Uh, she's been doing that for years. And so I've sort of also become a conservative influencer of sorts that is more so than just like my turning point USA stuff, but also just people, you know, kind of want to know my opinion on, you know, various issues and, and, uh, and so, yeah, I've, I've had fun doing it. I don't know what the future will hold, but until then, I, you know, I'm just focused on trying to win back our, our state because, you know, I'm really troubled by this last election. I thought we were in a much better position than, than we were. And I think my naivety and sort of blindsidedness by how this all went is, is really just reawakened me. And, and uh, you know, we, we got to go back to the drawing board and figure this out. So. Um, but with that, I mean, going back to your point, Jason, on this whole, you know, mail-in ballot thing, I, I kind of have a take where it's like, okay, as long as the status quo is in place, we lose because yeah. they are winning the mail-in ballot game. They're also winning the ballot harvesting game. There are certain states we will not win in uh, it, under the current structure, and the current structure is in place because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, they were able to pass these laws unconstitutionally in Pennsylvania yeah. to completely change the rules of the game. And as long as those rules are in place, we lose yeah. because we do not play the ballot harvesting mail and ballot game. Now, if that were to change, maybe we could play ball. But what our focus right now is we only show up on election day, and then all they have to do, like they did in Arizona, yeah. is close shut, down the election polls, show, show, <laughs> shut down the machines. If they can shut down the machines, or if they can. Uh, reduce the polling locations. We ran out of paper. Exactly. We ran out, ran of, out ink. of paper. The, the ink isn't printing correctly. Anything to get your ballots to be arbitrated or thrown in a separate box so that then it goes to a back room and gets read by a blue haired liberal leftist, uh, that's where we lose. And so my thought process is this as long as the current rules are in place, we've got to change our strategy. We can't just show up on election day and say, oh, like we're not going to encourage all these people who otherwise would not vote to send in mail-in ballots. Yep. Those people who we cannot get to go wait in line for nine hours, which is a hard ask, folks. Yeah, you're working on They that. need to send in a mail-in ballot yeah. right now. Like, get your mail-in ballot sent in. Unless we start saying that, we lose. Yeah. Now, re reverse a little bit. The eventual utopian goal is 
we vote one day in person. Uh, in person. <laughs> right, we, I mean, yeah. that's I, not I, we agree. That, that is that has that's to the happen. Norm. That's, that's the norm. That's, that's the goal. Happen. That's the goal. That's yeah. but that's. If we just continue with that utopian vision, yeah. and that's all we're talking about, we lose. We lose. I no, just want to no, be clear no, there. No, no, no. We lose. It's the only way we win is getting back control well, no, of our elections. That, but he's saying we have to get back there. But, but we, we're not we, going to get there by mail-in ballots. Well, uh, we don't know. No, we're not. My point is, if if our whole thing is, and it's kind of like this SB 54 thing, I'm the, huge, uh, the biggest proponent, I think you guys know this, for us getting rid of SB 54. But it's like, if, if our whole thing is just oh, I wish things were different, and I wish they, the legislature would get their act together and change the yeah. rules, then you know things would be different. But until the rules are changed, we have to play within the system. Okay, we're, we're going we're to hit this. We're, we'll, yes, we're going to hit this hard today. Okay. This is, we're going to hit it hard. Andy, Andrew, give us your background. Yeah, I mean, just real I quick mean, before we people, get to yeah, that, yeah. we'll get to this. But, I mean, allowing <coughs> mail-in voting was the greatest strategic mistake in American political history. 100%. And we're just coming to terms with that right yeah. now. I mean, we, that's the thing. This midterm election should have been a red tsunami. I mean, Jason and I were talking about this last year. I mean, we're, that's what we're really planning on. And it didn't happen. And we are just coming. And I, I will get to, the, like, the lessons learned from my election. But that was one of my failures is not recognizing how – universal mail-in ballots and early voting has completely changed our elections. And Gunnar has a good point. We get to the different, but we do have to adapt how we approach it now because this is a different different ball game that we're playing. Uh, but yeah, I'm Andrew Badger, uh, friends with <laughs> Gunnar and known Jason for a couple years now. And uh, yeah, I mean, grew up here in Utah, down in Provo, went to Tempe High School. Families kind of helped settle the state, you know, my direct ancestor, Rodney Badger, uh, he was the first part of the vanguard that came into the Salt Lake Valley. Uh, and then he was actually the first law enforcement officer to die in line of duty, Utah. Uh, middle name's Young, related. I was going <laughs> to say, you have Young's in your John family, Taylor too? John Taylor was one of my great-grandfathers. My uh, grandma used to have his pocket watch uh, before donated to church museum. And, yeah, I mean, Utah's it's in my blood. Uh, I've been, you know, traveling around uh, overseas a lot uh, for work. Uh, I was with the DIA, which is like the defense intelligence. Um, they support the military. Uh, went to Afghanistan in 2014. Uh, been working abroad. And, uh, yeah, I mean, decided to run uh, a year ago. I, was it, oh, I mean, no, it was over a year ago. It was over a year ago. I mean, it was November. I mean, I've always been fairly political. Right. And, you know, my journey really lasted, I mean, 10 years of conservatism. Um, I actually started in college with a couple professors, that type of thing. I was, <laughs> I was at Harvard. Um, people are pretty shocked by that. But actually, you know, things like reading the Wall Street Journal every day, having a, I had a phenomenal professor who taught the Federalist Papers, and he's a, he's actually one of the leading conservative professors. Um, and just kind of seeing how the world, you know, that started my kind of conservative journey. And I've been, you know, reading ancient philosophers, Aristotle, Plato, Jordan Peters, and Benj you know, the whole gamut. And I've really developed that kind of conservative, and I'm hoping to actually write a book about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been too political, but then 2020 kicked in. And this is why actually I give pretty much a blank check. You know, people were giving Carrie Lake a hard time because she you know, kind of came out against Trump when he first ran. And I say everything kind of reset in 2020, right? right? Because we just had this whole new system. And I remember just sitting, watching the 2020 riots, right? We don't ever talk about those. Our country was being burned to the ground by Antifa. These, and the FBI was kneeling. Yeah. They were kneeling at the FBI building. Mitt Salt Romney Lake. was These kneeling. Fat, yeah. sorry, no, FBI Mitt Romney agents was raising in, their fists. We Lives have Mitt Matter Romney parades. raising his fist in a mask, walking down the street. And this is when I'm just like, wow, what is going on? And then you had, so you had that happen. 
I am just COVID pissed me off more than anything. Uh, you know, I refused to wear masks. I obviously refused to get the jab. But when they started forcing that down our throats, I was just. I remember when Biden said private companies are going to require. You don't even remember this? Like no one even talks about this. Thing, require people to take the shot. And I remember, like, oh, yeah. I kept no, going to our state reps. I remember going to the Blake Moore, John Curtis. I mean, are these guys going to, like, lose their mind, right? No, that no. was a, dead was, silent. They were dead silent. Them. They didn't say anything. That, Silence that, is compliant. That is what woke me up to how corrupt our own state was, was when I turned to all of these state reps who I thought were diehard conservatives. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah, said, hey, what are we going to do about the private companies? I said, look, <laughs> it, all it's going to take is for Walmart, Costco, all the big brands, all these big companies to say no. To say, look, <laughs> we're not going to let you in our store. We're not even going to deliver to you until you show us COVID vaccine passports. And they were like, "Oh, well, uh, I mean, that's their private it's a private company. They can do what they want." And I yeah. said, "Are you kidding me?" I said, y y "We all shop at the same places here." Yeah. So all it takes is and these companies are all run by leftists. So all it takes is collusion between private private enterprise and government which is already fascism. that's fascism right. fascism is not trump it's freaking the corporations doing the bidding of the government yeah. and just real quick what's happening in china mass protests because they're finally right. i don't know how they've lasted this long uh, and what, what did the government do all the protesters you can geolocate their phones red red Shut covid pass you they're have to ship out of the off country. to the quarantine or they're going to those camps. Yeah, they're going to the quarantine yeah. camps. And that's why the dangers of the COVID pass. Which we so finally I, have footage of now. Yeah, finally. We finally <laughs> have footage out. of them in their little cubicle, and they come out, and they get there. It's wild. It's like jail, but oh. outside. Yeah. They, no, it's, they get served it's a their food, and then they open their little glass door, they grab camp. their little plate, yeah. and then they close it, and they haven't been outside Two in weeks. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Forever. Yeah. And that's what they want here. I'm not even kidding. That's yeah. like, and they're going to probably use FEMA at some point in another... You know, COVID disaster to get us there, and then the 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 poor will be shipped off. I mean, I'm just guys. We're, that's their model that these people want. The Joe Bidens of the yeah. world, the the Macrons of you know France. They all want the model of China implemented in their own in Western. So let's just get back real quick about yeah. So and then yeah. So I had the COVID stuff, and then Afghanistan happened again. Another thing we don't ever talk about. I mean, complete $85 billion. The, the worst defeat in America's history. We had, you know, we just screwed over the local Afghans that helped us, said, F you, you know, you're on your own. We screwed over all the women in Afghanistan. We screwed over all of our soldiers. We had, you know, remember the suicide bombing when we had these young Marines in this chaotic withdrawal. People don't talk about the Biden administration cut deals with the Taliban. They basically said, we'll yep. give you Kabul. Just kind of let us bail out. Uh, and, you know, the collusion with the Taliban, they were giving the Taliban lists of their people saying, hey, we'll let these people through your roadblocks. What do you think the Taliban's going to do when they don't get out? They're going to go on that list and hunt them down. Anyway, so that was not a big thing. And I'm looking at our schools. Our kids are being taught, you know, this critical race theory, which is not even actually the worst part. Of it. The it's gender, not. the gender critical theory, if you listen to James Lindsay, is even worse. Yeah. Uh, we had him come out for one of the campaign events. Um, but, yeah, and that's when I just like, you know, I had a, a very good job. Uh, just totally comfortable. I was able to actually just work from home, you know, getting a, a steady, nice paycheck, uh, and pretty much just upended my whole life to throw my hat in the ring. Uh, I remember actually on Facebook once, and I became kind of a Facebook warrior because there's nothing really else to do when you're, like, locked down. Uh, but I was, you know, blasting stuff, and this guy's like, dude, sh you're not going to do anything about this. And that just pissed me off. Like, you, right. you don't think I'm going to do anything right. about this? <laughs> well, let's see about that. 
So anyways, decided to run. Um, you know, we had a great a great campaign. Uh, you know, pretty much started from complete scratch. I mean, I was yeah reaching out to people on Facebook, reaching out to Gunner, just going and meeting people. Uh, actually, we built huge amount of momentum. Uh, we're able to win the state convention. Uh, we won with fifty nine percent. So freaking. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can go back on. You know how we kind of got cheated after a couple percentages. We had another candidate. Uh, I won't say her name, Tina Cannon. Uh, yep. She ran, and basically when she knew she was going to lose convention, she told all of her supporters to not vote for me, to vote for Blake Moore, even though she was running against Blake Moore. I mean, just things like that. So we could have probably gotten over the 60% threshold, which we'll talk about SB 54. doesn't matter anymore. I mean, a convention is pretty much a waste of time. But it was helpful for me as a no-name candidate because it gave me credibility. So then I was able to go to the donors when you talk about campaign finance reform. But I was able to go to donors and say, hey, I won with basically yeah, 60%, 59% at a convention. This shows that if we can get our message out, if we get the money to get our message out, we'll win. Uh, you know, that gap between the election and the primary is very short. Uh, I had no idea. I've never run a political campaign. Going back now, I mean, I could get a campaign up in two weeks. I've been right. through it. But then I didn't know. I didn't know how to do radio ads. I didn't know how to do TV ads. I didn't know how to do the text message blast. So I was kind of stumbling. By the and way, you, went, and I would say you dominated you dominated. You did. A, you did a phenomenal job with your signage. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you rocked it. Yeah, and I mean, I shout mean, out you to out campaigned more, yeah. no question. And and at yeah. convention, when when he, I mean, he was a buffoon. A, a buffoon. <laughs> yeah. The guy. The guy. I mean, yeah. he exposed who he really was. Right. Yeah. He's a, he's an empty suit. I mean, he's a nice. Actually, I don't want to say he's a nice guy because if you talk. No, I've, he's an empty suit. If you talk to people about. He's, I mean, I had a, a sellout. I actually <laughs> had congressmen reach out to me saying Moore's a total jerk to me i hope you win you know they couldn't oh. say it publicly <laughs> right. thing. but anyways um yeah so we did we won convention then we had this you know short period i didn't know what i was doing so it was kind of stumbling the first you know a little bit um shout out to a great volunteer network i mean we had people pounding the streets one of the things i did was i empowered each volunteer to basically be a, a county chair and oh. i said you guys run the show you know i'm devolved leadership i'm not going to micromanage you you go out and win davis county you go out and win cash right. county so we had uh, a phenomenal volunteer network. I mean, we had Jason. We, you know, we had your guys' support. We had people going knocking doors. We had all that. Um, by the end, we actually had all the momentum. Right. The last week, oh, we had did. all of the momentum, and I started getting, you know, text messages from all these. <laughs> I won't name names, but Utah reps saying. Hey, uh, you know, I knew you were always gonna win. Like, remember, I was—I've been supporting you, but it's been behind the scenes. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, you and, were dominating. And I'm like, wow, we—I—I I actually believe. I'm like, wow, we're gonna win. I mean, I, you know, I—I I, I was convinced we we're gonna win. I mean, I doubled down. Uh, I spent probably too much of my personal savings. Uh, you know, all you know, emptied the campaign coffers. I didn't save any to like pay back my campaign debts or anything like that. I mean, I went all in. Um, and yeah, I mean, then I also knew the last day. So Moore had tried to kind of ignore me and tried to ignore my attacks. I mean, I was talking about I mean, his first bill that he sponsored was a resolution to condemn President Trump, saying Trump violated right. his oath of office. He then supports Liz Cheney for House leadership for the Republican conference chair, like the number three position in the entire Republican Party. Of course, votes for the January 6th commission. And he tried to play this game of, well, the January 6th commission was different from the committee, which was eventual... Nancy Pelosi was pushing for the commission. Right. That was the Democrats' first choice. They wanted that commission. They wanted a bipartisan. Com the committee was bipartisan because Republicans voted for it. Anyway, so all these attacks started leveling up against him. I mean, he, 
He had met with, you know, climate change lobbyists. He was pushing climate change stuff. He was part of the climate change caucus with yeah, John, him, Curtis. Him John Curtis. He, yeah. uh, you know, never said anything about election integrity. He said the 2020 election was flawless. You know, he never said anything about critical race, race theory in our schools and fighting the Department of Education. That was one of my big platforms. Uh, you know, he was taking all his camp, you know, lobbyist money, you know, from all these groups. So we we'll get into this. But, I mean, his top donor was a pack called No Labels. What is no, no label? Uni oh, party, yeah. right? That's right. what no labels mean. The founder of no labels was Hillary Clinton's financial advisor in her 2016 wow. campaign. They gave him $70,000. That's all the money I pretty much raised from folks like you guys, you know, right. giving $500,000 here, here, there. We have to grind for that money. He gets 70 grand from one pack. And anyway, so he, you know, he had spent pretty much looking back at the numbers, he had spent $2 million since. You know, he ran 2020. I'd spent like a hundred grand. You know, we also had to grind it out with volunteers, non-paid volunteers, etc. Anyway, so that last day, he puts out a video, and he he looks like a hostage video. It's like this grainy Facebook video. He's like, the the things being talked about uh, against me are not real. You know, I I support Trump. <laughs> All no, these things, and I'm like, disgusting. that was his last message to voters. <clears throat> And I'm like, wow, we're actually going to, we could win this thing. Right. And then, you know, we have our campaign party. We were out on the platform. We were out on I-15. This is actually one of our proudest moments on the overpass, holding up signs in a windstorm at 4 p.m. on election day. Man. These mothers, I'm going to start freaking crying, out there holding up signs because they believed in the cause. Right. Yeah. And we got more. Never even went out and campaigned once. It was funny. He, he did a one, he saw us doing the honking way. So he did one picture with his campaign uh, chief. Uh, out holding some signs in his local neighborhood with no one else. But this guy never campaigned. And anyway, so we go in, we get the results just blown out. I mean, yeah. you know, he won basically, I think, 56. We got just about 30%. This Tina Cannon lady, he was she stopped campaigning the last two weeks. She still won 15%. You know, people probably just saw a winning numbers or voted for her. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, and that's when it really hit me. We'd you know, the whole mail-in voting had really changed the game. And, you know, we would go to parades. We'd do what we did. Right. We did probably eight parades. We did sometimes multiple parades on one day. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we were we were grinding. And we'd get people saying, oh, yeah, I voted for you. Right. And I had all my volunteers come back and say, everyone on the street is saying they voted for you. The problem is I started to go, and this is when I got the red flags. I went to, like, Walmart. And I speak with the cash register. Hey, did you vote? Oh, yeah, I voted Republican. Well, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is the Republican primary. And you're like, well, do you remember who you voted for? No, I don't know. I just, I just hate Trump, and I, I don't even remember who I voted for. And I started yeah. hearing more of that. I don't even know who I voted for. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. And this is one of the lessons I've learned is the mail-in ballots, when every Dick Jane is getting a ballot in the mail, has completely changed the game. Right. And instead of informed voters showing up on a, you know, taking a little bit of effort to show up at the polls on election day, you're getting everyone with a ballot, you know, Blake, the, the this no joke, the first name on that mail-in ballot, you probably get a three or four, even 5% bump. I mean, most people maybe just go down the top. Of, yeah. He's at the top of the ballot. Uh, you know, who was also at the top of the ballot? Evan McMullen. It's just this coincidence, right, that all these guys are always yeah. at the top of the ballot. Um, anyways, um, so all these mail-in ballots completely changed the game. The early voting also killed us because we had, you know, we, we pretty much got all the donor funding after convention. Uh, and then basically we have a four-week campaign window where we're running TV. You know, I right. pretty much got, I had TV ads going, radio ads going. We had mailers. We had text message blasts. We had Facebook ads. We had everything up and running. Uh, the problem is that window is so, so short. And more <clears throat> had been campaigning since 2020. And we're, Jason and I were talking about this. 
these federal reps are just campaigning 24-7. Yeah. He hasn't been back to D.C. He's been back to D.C. maybe two weeks out of this whole year. He uses COVID for remote voting, and then he goes around to these small businesses. He goes around to schools, and he does these, like, photo shoots, you know, and they, he sits in a round table. So let me hear, what are you guys concerned about? We already know what the people well, are doing. They need to be in D.C. grinding away and fighting for us. So anyways, these these candidate these representatives are basically campaigning 24 yeah. 7 right. and making so he, backdoor deals along the backdoor way backdoor deals they're cutting you know, why, you, is, why is he supporting liz here. cheney yeah why is he supporting liz cheney why is he why are these packs why are these packs donating almost a hundred thousand dollars what do they get right. you, do you ever give money to someone and not expect something from them right it's absolutely insane. so anyway so cutting long story short uh you know he had two years he ended up spending two million we were out spent 20 to one on the dollars uh we, you know, we had extremely successful. I'm really proud. I think we, looking back, we probably had the highest win margin for any convention against an incumbent since Mike Lee. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, really successful um, convention. And then again, we had tremendous momentum going into the uh, primary. We had phenomenal volunteers, uh, phenomenal grassroots. A lot of people donated $20, $50. I remember yeah. this old man, I'm going to tear up again. He gives me a fifty dollar check, and you could tell that was a lot of money for him. And wow. you know, it, I was just just so humbled by the, the level of support from people. You know, they drive by honking their horns and everything. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, a lot of lessons learned. Uh, you know, good. The good thing is, it was a huge. Look, it was, it was a huge disruption in my life. I lost my job. I've been, you know, fighting to to pay back everything, and um, you know, tr looking for jobs and. It was a huge sacrifice for me and my fiance went through a lot um you know it was a really stressful period and but you know it was worth it you know we got the message out uh, we woke up a lot of people department of education no one ever talked about that we had billboards running about the part you know we, we at least got the message out and what i take away from it is i know how to run a campaign now right. you know whether i go and help someone for governor you know like bill lyman run for governor shout out or i run myself whatever i know how to run a campaign so that in itself was a really valuable and we've also built a phenomenal volunteer network in northern utah which didn't exist before we have an actual christmas party reunion next week and we're staying active and we're trying to you know get in there well, so here, here's what i would say <clears throat> there was a red wave in utah yeah there was a red wave of, of people of p of, of of the people we the people of voting of putting and doing their part to get the right people in office if there was no SB 54, yeah. if we had the free and fair elections like we used to have in Utah without yeah. mail-in voting, I would be looking at a congressman right now. Yeah. 100%. You would be in Congress. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and that is why these, you know, they've messed with our elections is to keep people like you, keep people like me, keep people like you out of office. Yeah. <clears throat> keep people who Mike Lee. keep Wh people who they can control. Yeah. In office, Mike Lee would not be our senator if, if he had to go if he ran today. You know he would not be our senator, right. and this is why a caucus convention is so important. Uh, you know you have a thousand delegates, they're vetting the candidates. It's a fair fight. This is what I you know I you know you're still kind of you know I got two million dollars spent against me. How is this even a fair fight? But convention was a fair fight. Yeah. So that's why I enjoyed it so much. I was running sometimes ten calls a day with with delegates, thirty to an hour. Uh, they were betting me. It's like a job interview, right? Every delegate was a job interview. We go through this whole process, and it's a fair fight. Doesn't matter how much money you have. I have the I have the power to call each delegate, just like the incumbent does. You get to the primary, right? Again, 
millions of dollars being spent through these PACs. And I think we need campaign finance reform. I used to support Citizens United. We need to change that because they have, this is the problem, they have a cap on the individual donors. And that's 2,900. Uh, but there's no cap on these corporations the who could donate yeah. through the PACs. So let's so let's take a step back because yeah. I, I want to talk about why this matters so much, and then then we'll let's, let's get into election integrity because yeah. that's obviously where the where the passion is right now. Um, so for our listeners, you know, Savannah, can you pull in on the screen here? Yeah. Uh, you've got in Brazil right now, you know, millions of people in the street. Uh, because their elections, they, they experienced what we experienced in 2020, yep. uh, where they had someone, um, Maduro, who, who was a criminal. Are you familiar with, with him? Uh, he, was, he was working with uh, the uh, cartels. He was put in prison. He was pulled out of prison, and then they had elections, and somehow this guy becomes president. And the people are, are in the streets are like, there is no way. So here's what's wild. The people are stepping up. They're saying baloney, and... <clears throat> What's happening to the people? Uh, I, if you go to our Instagram page, we've got a, a video of them th beating people in the streets. Uh, Brazilian resists as child services moves to take children away from election protesters. Unbelievable. So you have an illegitimate government um, in Brazil. Brazil was the last stronghold in South Central America. <laughs> uh, Venezuela's gone. Most of everything's been taken over and, and have alliances with China. Maduro is aligned with China. Uh, he is aligned with with. I mean, he is he is a, he is a communist, and he has taken this the, Brazil down that road. And and the people there are terrified. Uh, we saw what happened in in America when when Biden supposedly got more votes than Trump, and people started protesting. Uh, they pulled the whole January sixth thing, and we still have people in jail today uh, without due process. Right. Um, and, you know, th while this is a much more extreme version, locking people up, I've got videos of them actually beating people in the streets. I, I saw one you, of those, too, yeah. Beating people in the streets who were posting up on social media challenging this. Um, this is what we're facing today. Uh, when you, uh, and to think this can't happen here, right. let's not forget we have a president who stood on, up on, on the stage with the red background with, with two Marines behind him and said, anyone who voted for the last president uh, are domestic terrorists. The state security service raided the home of the political opposition candidate. That's what happens in South America. That's right. How many Republicans stood up? Remember that little flash? I mean, you even had McCarthy, these folks. This is unacceptable. Right. We got to reform and we got to you know, reset the FBI, right? I mean... We're not even talking about it anymore. But you're right. I mean, we just don't think this could happen here. No, we but have the FBI saying, hey, calling, saying if you fly the Betsy Ross flag, if you fly the come and take yeah. it, you are domestic terrorists. I mean, how can we not see the similarities here? You hiring, what is it, 87,000 uh, IRS, IRS agents. agents and arming them? Remember the collusion with Facebook when that came out? Yep. Even Mark Zuckerberg admitted it on Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. He said, yeah, we met with the FBI. They said, don't run the Hunter biden podcast that's the thing when the during the election people say oh you don't have evidence of the 2020 election being rigged all this stuff i say okay we can set all the dominion machines all set aside let's talk about the hunter biden story that was material yeah. evidence of a public of joe biden using his public office to be corrupt and every the state security service colluded with the big tech fascism to censor that story from the american people american people didn't make an informed vote that's not a free and fair election Right. And that they can't dispute that. 
you know? And so th- you're, you're right, Jason. I mean, we look at this stuff and we think it's so bizarre, right? I mean, stuff happening in and, China. And I, I but it's happening here. It but is, we're just, it is we happening just here. Is. What's going on in Arizona? It, interesting. You know, here's what, what frustrates me. As long as there has been elections, there has been cheating. Right. Look, yeah. you, you get no, five guys. You get five guys in, in, in friends yeah. sitting around a table playing Monopoly. Yeah. yeah. People are going to cheat. Right. People will cheat over Monopoly. Yeah. You don't think people are going to cheat when, for, over all the marbles? When yeah. you get the, and again, the t- challenge with, pol- with politics is it attracts a certain personality yeah. type. And it's not our personality type. It attracts right. the people that want power, that love to be able to be, oh, I'm, I'm, I know Governor Cox. I sat down <laughs> with dinner with him. Oh, you know who you know, the name droppers, the yeah. people that get off on like uh, on and being in that crowd, the people yeah. that get off on power. That's who it attracts. Mm-hmm. It attracts the filth. It <laughs> always has throughout time. Yeah. And that's why our founding fathers gave us a constitution, which is to protect us right. from that filth, to protect us from those power hungry type people. Yeah. To think those type of those type of people when they sit around a monopoly game, when it's over yeah. all the power. They're not going to cheat. And, and the purpose of election integrity is to make it as hard as possible to cheat mm-hmm. and as easy as possible to right. find it yeah. because it has always yeah. gone on. It has always gone on in America. It has always gone on. Yeah. And now we have this, again, around the world, it, it happening. You know, uh, Venezuela fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had David Hurtado and... and uh, um, uh, what's his name um, from Brazil, from Venezuela, his buddy, oh, just uh, got his citizenship, Chavez. just got his citizenship oh, here in Utah. Um, oh, I, I saw the story, but I don't know his name. Oh, freak. Yeah. He's awesome. Anyways, we had him here. And, and what they talk about is they talk about how the elections fell there with the Dominion machines. Yeah. <laughs> you know where they don't use machines and where they vote in person on the same day? All of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> France, Italy. Do you think, uh, what's her name, Madura? Uh, uh, Melatoni could have won in Italy if they were no. using all the machines and mail-in ballots and two weeks of early voting. No, no. and yeah. that's in what France, I hate, in Germany, they vote in Germany. They vote on the same day, same day. paper ballots with an ID, and they get the results in that day. It's absolutely. And Jason, you're right. Democracy is not this like crazy idea. I mean, you do right. people around for thousands of years and let hey, let's let's vote for something, right? right. The problem with democracy, right? It's always been. Yeah, how do you have that transition of power? How can you trust the system? That's why democracies weren't taken up. That's why they're so rare through history. You had, you know, you had the Greek democracy, you had some like Republic in Rome, you had the Venetian Republic, and then you had the American Revolution, right? Which was like this experiment. The thing is, it's, it's not a crazy idea. The problem is in execution. Well, and when the I, problem with democracy the is it always ends up being the masses. Devolves into. The masses, into, yeah, the ignorant taking for, away from the yeah. few. And that's why and, we had a republic. And that is why, the, yes, we they were always afraid of democracies. Yeah. We're supposed to be a republic. Here's what I hate, though. Here's what I hate. I hate that we ha- we are relegated to making claims about, oh, we can't say the election was stolen. We just have to say you know, that they, the, the big tech colluded with the media, and so they, no, you know, yeah, right. they, they yeah. did these things. When we've got evidence out of Arizona, and when we've got, you know, I think it was Sidney Powell coming out with all these South American countries who were run, their elections were run by Dominion or the other, the other three-letter one. Um, and, and it's like, how do you have all the machines not work coincidentally on election day right so who so who's who makes that call um who do you have to have in your pocket 
from the Dominion company or from whatever the company. Wait, is it the Secretary of State? Is it a private entity well, who's saying, oh, we're well, going to make sure all the machines <laughs> don't work that day? I think that's where, and, and we're not even allowed to talk about this. Yeah. We have to we have to say, oh, you know what? It was because they didn't run the Hunter Biden story, which, again, I think was a huge impact mm-hmm. and a huge play. But when you look at what's happening in Brazil, them putting a criminal in power who's got no name recognition and no popularity in the whole country, and he wins by a landslide, that's rigging the vote, and that's having control of the machines. Someone in Arizona, the, the left, Katie Hobbs, they control the machines. We need to be brave enough to say that, and then we need to be able to investigate that and figure out who the hell is controlling oh, yeah, the machines. Sure. See, and the thing I respect about Arizona is you have some politicians who are willing to challenge it, yeah. who are willing to say there's we should yeah. investigate, yeah. we should have Carrie audits, Lake, we, Lake should, we should pass legislation. That's the thing I respect about Arizona, about Florida, about Georgia. Almost every conservative state across the country in the last two years, you had conservatives saying, yes, there was apparently funny business in 2020. Let's look into it. Let's investigate it. Let's pass some legislation to fix it. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How did this happen in 2022? Well, let me ask you a question. Here we, we ran for office, okay, because in 2021, in 2020, all of our representatives, Moore, Curtis, where were they? We talked about this. Where were they standing up against the mandate? Yeah. They were all passing when it was when when it was time for the black uh, BLM Black Lives Matter. They were putting up the black yeah. square. Where were they with Afghanistan? They were silent. Where were they against the jab? Silent. They were masking CRT. themselves. They right. went along with everything. Who stood up against CRT? Name one of our reps. One of our federal reps who said. Maybe we should look at election integrity. Yeah. Name one of our state reps. We only have two only state Mike reps. Lee, None right? of them. Yeah. We have the same reps in office who were compliant through all the garbage yeah. in 2020 back in office yeah. today. That's the thing I said. The I'm like, exact do you expect same. a different result when you get the same people who let the tyranny happen under COVID? Well, They're going to do the same thing. Katie Hobbs and Deidre Henderson are best friends. Yeah, it's crazy. They are pictured together. Uh, Deidre Henderson, I get, start getting blown up on Instagram Lieutenant with ads. Governor. Yeah. Lieutenant Governor Henderson get blown up with ads where she's in a video with the Secretary of State in Oregon yes. talking about how secure yes. our elections yes. are. So these we people ha- are all on the same and group. And who's going to run our election in 2024? Deidre Henderson. Yes. And she's who's putting billboards? She's using state money to run billboards with her face on it saying our elections are secure. If you have elections that are secure, do you need a billboard? Yeah. In 1995, and when you went to the ballot and you voted in person with an ID, which every right. normal person believed was the right way to do it for decades, did you need a billboard you to tell the you government that, that was... Thing, though, don't, here's don't the look. thing. Arizona passed a ton of laws to secure their elections right before this, and they still got away with it but, by but, shutting down the machines. Right, but at least here's the thing with Arizona. Because they passed laws, because they, at least right now they're not certifying the elections because they are yeah. recognizing they're catching their problems. We yeah. didn't so, pass those so laws, though. That, and Henderson's that, in charge okay, of our elections. Let's, yeah. let, that's, that's where we need to me. stop. Yeah. That's the point. All of these conservative states across the country, yeah. all of them. They're all pushing. That, they've yeah. all pushed election integrity yeah. laws. But and not at us. the state level. Utah has not We're not allowed to talk one. about it. <laughs> Utah We're is, called crazy conspiracy right. theorists. Yeah. Utah is the state that's, that started mail-in mail Before voting. COVID. Yeah. Before <laughs> COVID. What are, we doing doing? Like, what are they doing? Ranked choice voting. 
Utah, a test pilot state. Yeah. Utah is is the hub for election fraud, <laughs> for mastering it under the guise of conservatism, yeah. for saying, hey, there's nothing to see here. It's safe. Look what Utah's doing. You know why, though, right? It's because our state breeds people like Mike Lee, like you, like you, that are what I would call true American patriots. And the Uniparty uh, cabal state fear characters like us and characters like Mike Lee more than any other states aren't bringing people like that to the table. But Utah has no, no. The Utah has a very, very high concentration of, of patriots. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Real quick, this is a really important point for people to recognize. There's the Republican Party is an umbrella. Right. It's a federal. There's multiple. We, you know, you go to other countries like England or Germany. It's a parliamentary system, right? So you have multiple parties, and if your party doesn't get over fifty percent, you have to basically kind of like ally with other parties to get over that majority. Right. Utah, there's not two parties. It's not Democrat and Republican. That's the problem with a lot of Utahns. They think, oh well, you know, right. John Curtis, he's Republican, My right? My team won. He My won. team won. There We're all good. At least We're winning. Two parties within the Republican Party, and so those are different factions. And what we call ourselves, you know, is it America First? Is it kind of nationalist, populist? Right, right, right. I mean, basically, was the Tea Party? You know, has kind of evolved from that. But that's the problem. Is there's actually exactly. two parties within the Republican Party. And the establishment wing, which I used to, and I used to call my campaign the Romney Republicans, yeah. those are like, you know, they're basically their biggest goal is unity at any cost. Uh, you know, we have to be good. We have to, we have to be nice and it doesn't matter about anything else. So that we just have to get along and they'll sacrifice anything for that. Um, so we have that wing of the party and they dominate Utah, right? Yeah. And they basically rigged, I'll use the word, <laughs> rigged the system through getting rid of SB 54, through, you know, unlimited donations, uh, mail-in ballots. Mail ballots. And so basically Red they're now in a position voting. where they could not allow the establishment wing of the Republican party will not allow the conservative grassroots wing of the party to ever win again because of they, they put it in SB 54, they put in all the lobbyists and money. Uh, and so that's just such a critical point people don't recognize is that, and we talk about this a lot, just because you have an R by your name uh, doesn't mean anything. No, really. I mean, and, in and fact, this is why Utah is rhino capital. Yeah. You know, we, we have so many rhinos here, and it's because it is, it, Utah has a cabal. Yeah. It has a cabal. It has a cabal of, of again, election fraud. Look how strong the UN the UN is the influence the UN has here it, stronger than any state other than New York. Utah is beyond corrupt, and it's because they own the they own they own our representatives. Look at like, the lobbyists. I mean, <laughs> the real our, state our lobby but, but owns all of the state reps. They so, run so, their campaigns. Here, here's and, and and again, I'm bringing it to election because this this is what matters. You lose your elections, yeah. it is you are Venezuela, you are Brazil, you are done, and and that is what's at stake right now. And here's why I'm, uh, Utah is so significant. We're the only state that didn't pass any laws. Yeah. We had two people stand up in 2021 and say, we need to investigate. We, we need and to Steve, have an audit. Chris, Steve Christiansen. Christiansen was fired from his job and, for and doing that, so, the way. So they go and they present, yeah. all right, in front of a bunch of senators and congressmen, and Deidre Henderson was in the room. And they, and they bring up all these findings. All the, it was a beautiful presentation. I, sat, I was right there in the room. I watched every single one of those reps sit in disdain. Mm. 
Snow says, how dare you? We're above reproach. How right. dare you question us? Right. Uh, they, they go around the room. Not one person res res responds with positive or even neutral. And then Deidre gets up and says, you know, it doesn't sound like we have a problem with election integrity. We have a problem with misinformation. <laughs> yeah. oh and one God. of the people yeah. says, well, we don't have money for an audit. I really don't like that woman. Oh, yeah. she's horrible. With she a is, burning passion. Her soul is not owned yeah. by herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She signed but, the paper. It's gone. But by the time, but we had one guy says, well, we can't afford an audit. And then when she comes in, she says, we have problem disinformation. What we really need to be investing in is educating the people. Yeah, yeah. While, while and now we see their requests. propaganda. Yeah. So, and, and then what happened within two weeks, Representative Steve Christiansen, who was threatened. Yeah, blackmailed, basically. He was threatened and resigned. Phil Lyman is the only representative that yep. will stand up. And I will tell you, we don't have one, one federal rep, not one, mm. that will say there is an issue that will even, that will even dare have the courage yeah. to say we should look at this. Right. We have we we have Mike Lee feckless, I mean, yeah. no, I, 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 I want to bring that point up. Mike, Mike Lee, Lee ran like a well, like a puppy with his tail between his legs on the issue of the election fraud. Yeah. Thank Again. you yeah. for acknowledging that. I will that. say that Mike to the camera. Lee, Mike he, Lee was a was, it was spineless it was on sad. election integrity. It was very I voted sad. for him. I wanted him in there because yeah. we needed him. But even he has sold out because he will 100%. not stand up on that right. because yeah. he's too afraid of the woke yeah. mob. Oh yeah, and then that is Utah. Spineless, feckless politicians. Here's one of the biggest reasons, and I think you can't experience this until you've actually run, is the name calling from the press, right? So the the media, the left wing controls all of the media in the, Utah. The, the left wing, the the establishment. The establishment. Well, not yeah, it's actually yeah, the establishment, right? Uh, so Deseret News, Salt Lake Tribune. Salt Lake Tribune is just far left, wacko, crazy. And Deseret right News is does but more the problem damage. Is when you control the narrative, and this we talk about why Elon Musk and Twitter is so important. When you control the narrative, you control reality. Right. Because the average Joe at home working nine to, you know, eight o'clock, running two jobs, he's not paying attention like us. He's not paying attention like our viewers and listeners who know what's going on. He can probably get at most maybe a Desert News article, you know, maybe turns on Fox 13 or KSL and he gets a quick. He, he's living almost in this different reality. He doesn't know about the election stuff. And right. so that's all he's getting. And the problem is the media can do this name calling, right? And they're much better at framing issues. So they'll say, and this is the term now they use is uh, election denier. Right. Oh, so uh, 40 election deniers lost, you know, the Washington Post. And then, and then we have these journalists in Salt Lake Tribune, basically just far left bloggers, right? And mm -hmm. they're able to use then the credibility of the Salt Lake Tribune to then say, well, this person's far right, and they never, they can't define far right. They never use the term far left. They don't even know what these terms mean, um, but they're using that, and basically, then they can blackmail and smear people. So a lot of our state reps, in particular, are just terrified of having one of these hit pieces against them, well, and, and uh, they, because they're, you know, yeah. they're afraid of that kind of backlash. And look, I'll be honest with you, it's not pleasant, right? You know, especially someone like me, I don't have, you know, a right. safety net to fall through. I have to go and apply for jobs and. People run hit pieces on you. It, it's not. It's well, not our great. own GOP so, establishment puts the Salt Lake Tribune on a pedestal. No, they, they do. They literally do. It, it's absolutely insane. And this is why I've told GOP leadership, oh, oh, Carson, I love you, buddy, but we got to do this. 
Why do we have GOP giving interviews to Salt Lake Tribune? They're an arm right. piece of the Democratic Party. But, they but basically you know they what? run 501c. Just real quick, sorry. Yes, They've gotten 501c status from the IRS, so they're supposed to be non-political. Yeah. They they basically they have tax free. There's only I don't know the only why they haven't got a lawsuit yet. I don't. They they need we to haven't be. sued them. We haven't sued them. That's the only reason why. So this is they got the 501c status, and one of the few major newspapers to ever do this. Uh, the IRS didn't really have. So, a, and, and again, for our listeners, a 501c3 the status means you are you have to be non. Partisan, no Republican, no Democrat. So basically, what nonpartisan? The Tribune. This is what they'll say: is we'll say, well, we don't endorse candidates. Complete BS. You, they basically they run articles. They were blasting hit Republican pieces nonstop candidates. against Mike yep. Lee, right? They're basically endorsing candidates that way. Uh, and that's not the problem is the IRS actually hasn't really set the rules. So this is one of the first trial candidates. Anyway, so I, I mean, every newspaper and under Biden's would be doing this. The IRS why why, never go after why would you be a newspaper and not apply for nonpartisan? Right. So anyway, but so I basically, actually think. The, the Deseret News and KSL does more damage oh, to us. Oh, because people are conservative. Because, the yes. church members trust them yes. yeah. by and, default. And, and the no, wolf no, in sheep's right. clothing does far more damage than the wolf. A thousand percent. And that is, the, oh, and that sure. is Utah. For Utah sure. is is the wolf in sheep's clothing. But I'm just saying, from why don't, all of our politicians, yeah. wolves in sheep's clothing, yeah. that is that is Utah in a nutshell. But I'm just saying, let's use our leverage. So let's say, okay, Repul the Salt Lake Tribune is just running hit pieces on us. Why doesn't GOP get together and say, guys, no more interviews with Salt Lake Tribune? You know, that's how we use it. Salt Lake Tribune would, you know, it'd be Why a doesn't big the hit GOP come together and, and demand our, ele our elected officials stand up on election integrity? Why doesn't GOP yeah. come together and, and, and demand some accountability out of our representatives instead yeah. of just being their little puppets? Yeah. Well, it's because the, the, they're the people that are too scared to talk about the issue. Because I, I, they're afraid I, of being named. I don't want to name names, but I hit up all these people. These are like, you know, establishment, GOP, but lean conservative. And, hey, well, what, what do you think about what just happened in Arizona? Like, we, we have to talk about election. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I You know, I, I just think, you know, we probably shouldn't. Uh, it's probably nothing. It was probably an accident. I'm like, why are you so scared to literally, yeah. like, admit anything related when it's blatant in your face? Because I will tell you why. I will tell you why. Because of job security. Yeah. No, because, exactly. because of yeah. job security. Because what they just witnessed in 2020 was a massive slap in the face. Anybody, anybody, whether you are running for office or whether you are already in office like Bill, Bill Lee, a, a commissioner who was well-liked, he's, he's run multiple terms, he's been solid. He was one of the few elected officials who decided to investigate, have right. a conversation on long elect election integrity. Anybody who touched it was eliminated right yeah. from convention from primary there was very there was other what trevor lee's the only one and 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 yeah. he got in because of a fluke yeah uh, everyone I, I, I just, we got to investigate this the the argument henderson's using right now it's the same argument katie hobbs uses they say oh well we don't run the elections the counties run it and then they submit it to us and then we just certify it um so Apparently, they're saying Arizona has the same system Utah does in that the Secretary of State or the LG doesn't actually have any power. But if this was allowed to happen in Arizona, it's going to be uh, it's it's surely allowed to happen in Utah. We're just maybe won't catch it or something. Yeah. So that's where and to bring this all the way back to my first point. If if our whole thing is, oh, we only vote on Election Day, don't ever send in a mail in ballot. Then we run into this issue, especially if come next election yeah. we okay. actually have a candidate if, like Carrie Lake. Yeah. Let's let's say it's Phil Lyman. Mm. 
and, and it's Cox Henderson versus whoever. Vote in person, it's this is going to happen. Yeah. And we're going to sit here at the same table yeah. two, three, whatever years from now, and we're going to go, man, how did we let this happen? No, uh, you're right. Uh, you're right. Uh, this uh, this uh, will uh, not uh, fix itself if we wait till 2024. What he's saying okay. is we have do to get use their tactics yes, against no, no. them. I, I think yeah. what we have to do is we have to do what other states did between 2020 and 2022. They passed election but integrity let's, laws. Let's say we can't get it passed. No, no, no. Look, if we don't pass legislative laws to clean up our leg- our, our elections, it doesn't matter but what the, happens, the whether is, we sh- whether we do mail-in ballots. It doesn't matter at 2024. The problem is the people it's the in time office. to fight yeah, just now. But, but the problem but is the people we don't in have office the votes. Don't, won't do the votes. That's why he's saying We do not have the votes. We have get, Phil Lyman by himself. Yeah. He's, they've kind okay, of put him on a pedestal to be like, this. hey, you're you can be the cuckoo crazy man. You can talk about this, and he's like, okay, I'll be the one that talks about this. He's saying we have to use their own tactics against, against them, and get them new reps in who will actually push. Because uh, how are you going to get a good rep in? That's what we should be talking. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's we should <laughs> be talking about. <laughs> so I think, well, to me, it's, it's yeah. it. We already had a ton of so- Alina. We had S- Steve Ace. We had so many good people run in twenty this year, mm-hmm. but because of yeah. fraud. Because we could not get any of the bills passed beforehand, you're not. They 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 take it when it's when it's election yeah. day, when it's what want, convention, when it's primary. So I have when some it's lessons learned from that. I think after this, let's turn to 2024 and let's see well, how do we replace Governor Cox. So two big things. One is the mass media, right? And you're this is what you're doing. This is you're you're fighting back against that again. The media controls the narrative, which is basically controlling reality. And for the average Tim and Joe outside of our bubble who's not paying attention, they you know they turn on the news, they say our elections are secure, and if you question it, you're a cuckoo. That's all they're going off of. Mm-hmm. But two is is money. You know, yeah. it comes down and to he's money. Got a lot of and it. the problem is the mail-in ballots again have changed the game completely because every Joe Tom is getting a ballot in the mail. They're not paying attention, but they might be you know, and then the incumbent has millions of dollars to spend. And they'll spend the millions of dollars, they'll run TV ads, they'll get that, and they'll, they'll vote the name they kind of vaguely remember. So that's completely changed the game. So how do we get the money, right? Well, we have microfinancing. We have everyone, hey, you guys need to chip in, give $100, $200. We need the bigger donors. Uh, fortunately, in Utah, there's not a cap for, I think, for state reps. Uh, yeah, but that's a huge challenge uh, for federal offices. Uh, but, yeah, so those are the two big issues. Uh, how we do that is going to be real tough. Uh, because I mean, look, we had the grassroots support. You can only have so many people on overpasses holding up signs. Mm-hmm. But compared to TV ads, compared to the TV mayors, ads, is the listen, big one. listen. Every time I went into the gym, I saw Blake Moore. Every Kay. time I went yeah. into the gym, I saw Evan McMullen. So that's where they're beating us. No, no, that's uh-huh. not. It's what? not. It's not money. It, yeah, no, it's, no, no, no. Yes, it's yes, it's gotta be money. No, no. Do you, do you know where it is? Look, <laughs> let's let's take a look at Utah. Versus Florida. Florida Florida, donate a ton. No, 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 no. Okay. Why did Florida have a massive red wave? It is because bills were passed. It is because they passed a law that says, okay, if you want to vote by mail, we're going to require you to choose to do it and provide a driver's license number. If you vote in person, you have to verify it with with your you have to with with ID. We're going to create a 25-person office of election crimes and police, election police. We're going to ban ranked choice voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make it criminal to uh, ballot harvest. We're going to require election supervisors to clean up voter rolls. 
you go to paper ballots, you do those things, you pass those laws, you get rid of SB 54. If we had those things passed, I don't care how much money Blake has, mm -hmm. you win. Yeah, but how do we pass those okay, laws? That, 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 exactly. Okay, that, that, <laughs> that, that is, that, is ex yeah. that needs to be 100% our focus. How yeah. do we do no, it? I agree. Now, yeah. we went in there in 2021, right? Mm -hmm. We showed up, I showed up in the Capitol, Bunchford showed up in the Capitol, Phil Lyman shows up and, 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 they, and they speak. And what do our representatives say? They say, hmm, we packed, we, oh, we are so proud of us. We brought 1,000 people. We packed three overflow rooms. Do you know what the problem is? One of the representatives sat in that very room uh, when Phil spoke, in, and, and I don't remember what his name is. He says, you know what? My constituents like ranked choice or mail-in yeah. voting. And, and they say, and, and they look at all of us out there, and you know what they say? You don't represent my constituents. Yeah. You know who you are? You are the crazies. You are, you are the fringe. Okay, so hear, hear me out. Cog. It is easy to opt to, to get away with, with, with criminal activity when you operate in darkness, when there's no light shining on you, yeah. when no one is watching you. The only way you fix these things is, is by going back to the principles that have eternally worked, the principles this country was founded upon, which is the masses rise up against the few, the elite, and right. demand it. But yeah, we but filled those rooms. We filled that, those, those, those rooms, and it, 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 not it didn't do anything. No, yeah. because, and this is why, what has the tipping point always been for mass, for change to happen? If you don't need, we don't need everybody. We don't need the average Utahn. You need 3%. Because three percent is is the tipping point where it feels like everybody. Put put it this way: Imagine if we had ten thousand people at the Capitol. That would be numbers in that are so huge the media couldn't hide it, social media couldn't hide it, and you know what it would feel like? Everybody. If you've got, if yeah. you are a representative, and, I'm, and here's the thing. All of our representatives are not evil, right? It's, you know, some of them are absolutely bought off. They're bought, paid for. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to finish. I'm, I'm going to finish this. You've got some that are completely bought and paid for. You know, we're, their names, we've got some of them right here. We'll, we can talk about them. Then you have some that are, that, that know that they want to play the game, and so they kind of try to play neutral field. And then you have some that are, will just will do what's right no matter what, the Phil Lymans. Uh, <clears throat> That middle ground, we can win. Yeah. Because when enough of their neighbors look them in the eye, mm -hmm. when enough people they recognize look at them and say, hey, all these other states are doing this, Florida's doing this, we want this passed. When enough of them, now there's accountability. Mm -hmm. There's no accountability to, to 700 fringe people. Mm -hmm. Because well, you that's, don't that's represent. That's what we need to see. Well, we're agreeing so, on so the So the only thing. way yeah. to do this is we have to get the bills, and we need in mass thousands of people we don't even need three yeah. percent we need thousands of people yeah. to, to put demand pressure it, on the to send reps. letters yeah. to make phone calls yeah. and to show up when it's when it's when it's time for a legislative session if we have ten thousand people that show up i can promise you that is our only way to fix this that no, is our only on way we thing. have to get the these point. bills passed the means, so the problem is how do we get that critical mass of people right and how do we get our message right. out that's where we're talking about the money is needed because you need to run the tv ads you need to run well that's but that's you comes need to later that's, that up. comes later that comes when it's time well, for elections if this stuff's not in place before it that then nothing matters yeah i know we're I'm talking about okay, how do well, we, i'm talking about yeah. i'm talking about 
three months from now. I'm talking about February of 2023. Mm -hmm. That's our shot. February, March. But legislative session. Legislative if session. we don't win yeah. there, 2024 doesn't matter. No, you're right. I mean, and, and it's so about he, getting that pressure okay, on the Okay, so here's rest. what's crazy. Okay, we, we read what Florida did, right? Right. You guys saw that uh, there's, there's a news article that came out where we have a bunch of our state representatives that are yeah. right after Trump came out and announced, yeah. we had... 47 or how Todd Weiler, Mike McCall. All, all the all usual McCall. criminals, right? Yeah. I mean, you look who's on that list. You've got, I mean, Amy Winder Newton. All, all, is this all the, the list this of is the people list. who said, the, yeah. we want, we want Trump? Yeah, you look at, you start going through there. I mean, Julie Fulmer. I mean, just go through there. Josh Daniels. These guys are all the usual Daniel McKay. Okay. Curtis Bramble. Kurt Bramble. I mean, that guy is like king of the cabal. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, and who who organized this, by the way? Who who Amy, got all these people Amelia, together? <laughs> Amelia Powers, who got yeah. paid to get ranked choice voting in Utah County. Yeah. You've got all the usual criminals. Why? So all these people. Oh, they're all. Why are they How so invested? Spontaneously get why together? are they so invested yeah. in in um, DeSantis running for president? Yeah. And here's that's the, the first question. Why are they also invested in him? Yeah. And the second thing is okay. If you want him so bad, then freaking implement what he did for yeah, elections. And, 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 and don't tell us you want here's him the thing. implement they don't, what they everything you're against is guys, what he's done. Well, here's the thing, Jason. These guys would hate DeSantis in office. What they're trying to – these guys have all bought in to this uh, PSYOP, basically, where they're trying to split the Republican base. we got 10 base. minutes, sounds we like. we got 10 minutes. Oh, dang. They're going to split the Republican base between the Trump and DeSantis voters, and then you're going to have someone like Pence or you know Nikki Haley or whatever come in and win. And so what the problem is in Utah as well, the Republicans always go along with whatever the establishment pushes. Follow their Twitter. Follow their, They'll say whatever the thing is, right? Whatever the current thing is, they'll go along with it. So when the current thing is Ukraine, every state rep's oh. coming out. Put the Ukraine stand flag, with Ukraine. stand with Ukraine, you know, oh, Wear a mask. where's all our money going? No, don't ask questions. Um, you know, or, or or it's a battle between DeSantis and Trump. You know, all these guys go, oh, we have to see. So that's the problem. These state reps, they always just go along with whatever the current thing is. Um, and, yeah, there's some surprising names on there. The, and these, I, are, these are names of, like, very conservative people that you'd think, you know, would maybe just wait. But, here's but who's not on there? Uh, that's what's in Where's Phil Lyman? Yeah. Where's John Johnson? John Johnson. Where, where are the people that you know won't play the game? Right. Yeah. Interesting, they're not on there. I mean, at least let the primary work. I mean, we yeah. right. so, how so, do you make uh, up so your mind before the, the thing, primary? Right? Even? Here, here's my, here's where I stand on this. Why not use their little sly games against them? How so? You, you want DeSantis to win? You're really, that's who you are? You stand behind him? That's that's you? Yeah, so pass Well, I did then pass his I did, legislation. Here's the thing. I think Prove you're right. It. I think we have... Fight we have, critical race theory. I saw, yeah, these guys I saw fight an appetite for this on election day. People like Aaron Bowen coming out and saying, why can't we run our elections like Florida? What do we need yeah. to do to... Because everybody... You're hey. right. You're right. Everybody, I saw two things happen on election day. Everybody said, okay, I think I want DeSantis, and I want our state run like Florida. We want a strong uh, conservative majority like Florida. So I think to your point, yes, we should say, look, you guys love Ron DeSantis so much. Here's his voting package. Here's what he did to secure his elections. Pass that this next session. That's and it. that should be our sole focus. That, that is 100% it. Mm -hmm. But but if Phil Lyman, I'm just going to be honest with you, if Phil Lyman's the one pushing that, I don't know if we, we get it. But it doesn't matter. you got to get others. But, but here's the thing, too, is... Thomas Jefferson said something very profound, and, and all of our listeners and viewers need to, need to remember this. 
We don't have a government by the majority. We have a government by the majority who participate. And I'm going to ask our listeners and our viewers this one question. How many of you have called your representative? How many of you have sent a letter to them? 